So I came into the episode thinking we weren't going to have follow-up, and then lo and behold, we have follow-up. Hey, everybody. Um, so last week, we kind of mentioned, we talked about, we had some listener mail, um, just kind of talking about vegans and using um, cow horn, bull horn for guampas. Um, and we did have someone respond to us, a good old friend of the show, Fabricio, out there in Germany. Uh, he said that he has had, you know, some animal... An- an- oh animal rights activist that's a very hard word to say um come into their little shop there out in germany um and basically yeah no no guampa there (laughs) just just no guampas um and i mean yeah that makes sense um if you're gonna you know if you're gonna abstain from using any any animal product you know eh, using an animal product Mm -hmm. as a drinking cup sort of you know falls in line with that uh, thing that you're upstanding <laughs> against. So yeah, that makes yes, total sense. Um, and thank you very much uh, to Fabricio for um, kind of voicing and sharing his experience with that. Um, the offer still stands. If any of you listeners out there have ever had any issues or any you know experiences with sharing mate, mach, shimahong, perere with you know vegans, and you offered them you know a, a bullhorn cup or a cow foot cup, and you know or a, even you know even a, a leather wrapped. Gore, yeah, you know yeah, yeah. that's a good point we you know you th- we, i just realized you know yeah kind of thinking on the fringe areas but you know leather wrapped gourds are super common um and yeah, so yeah if you've ever had any experiences with that let us know shoot them our way mate guys at gmail.com and second of all um you want to handle the second bit of follow-up clark what was that it was uh it was jack yeah uh yeah so just this week, actually, like yesterday, um, Jack, uh, he is the blogger for Euroshop out in England. Um, I think it's pronounced Le- Uroshop, isn't it? Uroshop. I don't know. I don't know. I, I've I, never I, heard a commercial from <laughs> Uroshop. <laughs> I don't know. I, I guess that's just what I call it. Yeah, but Euroshop, actually, yeah, yeah, because yeah, American, Europe, in, in, yeah, English, Ur- Uruguay. In English, you don't say Uruguay. Yeah, okay, never mind. Carry on. <laughs> anyway, uh, located out in, I think it's, I don't, Lace, Leicester? Lester. Le- Lester? Is that how you say it? I'm uh, pretty sure, yeah. Okay, yeah. I'll take your word for it. Um, out in England, uh, he wrote a blog about us, the Mate guys. Uh, cool little bit about just kind of covering, you know, me and Steven and how we got into mate and how we're doing the podcast to spread the word about mate. Um, so yeah, it was, it was really cool to read that and um, kind of weird at the same time. Cause I've never had anything yeah, it's a bit surreal. ever written about me. So you're a star. <laughs> you're famous. Finally. All right. I'm done here. <laughs> See ya. Clark is now getting into a limo that is taking him to a helicopter that is encrusted in jewels. <laughs> Later, suckers. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, but no, yeah, we <laughs> we really appreciate him taking the time to uh, write up that blog post and uh, to give us a good, uh, uh, I don't know what you'd call it, good, uh, good, good review. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, just a good piece of... Uh, just getting uh, 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 getting the word out about us getting the word out. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. Sort of. Yeah. So yeah, so uh, pretty sweet. So thanks to Jack, and we will uh, put the link to 
the blog post in our show notes at mateguys.com. And if you, dear listener, are listening to us because of that blog post, shoot us an email at mateguys.com and uh, let us know because uh, that would be interesting for uh, all parties involved to uh, find out. Yes. So uh, that's that. Thank you much, Jack. And uh, the whole um, Uru, Yuru, whatever, however you pronounce it, shop team <laughs> out there in, uh, in England. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So uh, we're taking it back to the old tried and true format today. We are going to be sipping on that sweet, sweet yerb and talking about what we're sipping on. So we will keep on sipping on. And today we're going to be talking about um looking back at the show notes. Uh Nobleza Gaucha. Nobleza Gaucha. Um the blue bag. The normal one. Yes, the the one that has sticks. Yes. Because there is there are there are actually four versions of Nobleza Gaucha. Um there is the normal that comes in a blue bag. There's the green one, which is like their special selection. There's one that comes in kind of a white bag, that's their suave suave. Rico. Rico suave, suave. <laughs> um, and their red bag, which is the no stick sin palo variety. Um, and we're, but we're just drinking the normal stuff today. Um, Nobleza gaucha in the blue bag. Um, it comes to you and me and Clark and all of the world um, by way of Misiones Argentina, um, and it is produced by the Molinos Company. Um, Molinos is one of those companies that you find down yonder South America that just you know they, they just make everything. Yeah, just uh, a little bit of everything. A little bit of everything. They make pasta, sugar, rice, all kinds of stuff. And in there, tucked away, they produce not one brand, but two brands of sherba. Yes, they do. What's the other brand they pr- produce, Clark? <laughs> Cruz de Malta. Yes. Uh, an, a yerb that we have, you know, we've kind of mentioned, kind of talked about. We haven't reviewed as of yet, but super common. I wager pretty much everyone who drinks... Mate in the United States has probably tried Cruz. Oh, yeah. At um, some point. Yeah, at some point or another. Um, and I'm sure one day we'll talk about Cruz as well. But today, we're talking about Nobleza Gaucha. So, I uh, misplaced the gourd. Oh, it's, there it is it's behind right me. behind you. Look oh. in your rear view mirror. Oh, boy. All right. So, we're drinking it today in just a very plain um, kind of Brazilian slash Uruguayan style uh, Calabash Gourd, drinking it with a uh, with an old, old silver Argentine Bombisha. Um, and we're just sipping it, just normal, good old, good old way with some hot water. Uh, we haven't added anything. We haven't, you know, mixed no anything. Sugar. No sugar. Um, and, uh, oh, okay. Having a little, having a little <laughs> trouble there. <laughs> well, I've got the microphone right in my face and I'm trying to pour... Pour some mate, but I got it right now. Um, we did s- sip a few rounds before recording, and uh, I'm just going to pour myself one now to kind of get things flowing. Um, but yeah, like we said, comes out of Argentina, comes out of the Misiones region of Argentina. Um, and yeah, it's a, it's as far as the cut goes, it's 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 pretty, it's pretty, you know, traditional, traditional. Argentine. And uh, we're looking at it right now, and uh, the first thing I notice it's a uh, it actually reminds me a lot of um, Rosamonte um, in that it's uh, it's the leaves are sort of darker than what you'd see with like a, a Tarawi or a Cruz. Um, just the color of the leaves are a little darker, kind of a darker, more deep olive green rather than a pale green. Yeah. Um, good amount of stick, kind of a mm, kind of an interesting array, yeah, different like, sizes. Yeah, kind of like chopped up, 
not like slivers, but like little like bits and pieces. Yeah, they're, they're definitely um, not, you know, like clean cut. You can definitely tell they're like broken up. Um, there's some longer pieces. There's some shorter pieces. Um, good, you know, a, a, a fairly good amount of powder. Yeah, not, not a whole lot, you know, pretty standard for for Argentine affair. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it, yeah, it's all things considered. It's a, it's a good solid Argentine cut. Pretty traditional. Yes, it is. And, uh, um, I believe that it is aged 18 months. That is the, the information that I could find. Um, I hope they're telling the truth. You know, sometimes they, companies will say that it's aged a certain th- amount of time but they really mean it's aged the equivalent of a certain amount of time because they do their their weird kind of speed aging stuff um i want to say that uh that noblesa gaucha is not speed aged i i, I believe it's 18 months um, yeah but i have uh finished my gourd I, it's not my, the first gourd um we've like i said we were drinking it for a little bit before we started recording just to you know more so that we can, you know, more accurately describe the flavor, the effects, all that good stuff to you, dear listener. And now I am pouring pouring a gourd for Clark. Speaking of Voodoo Shop, I'm actually using a uh, a stainless steel flask, as they say over there across the pond. Um, which comes to me by way of Voodoo Shop. Um, it's got the fancy little red uh, precision spout. And I'm liking it very much. Uh, that's not a not it's not necessarily a review or an endorsement. Just making a, a comment that I got a new got a new thermos, and uh, it's working out for me pretty well so far. Um, haven't tested it super intensely about how long it can keep its heat, but it's you know double walled stainless steel allegedly, and uh, it seems to be a good um, sort of a good second option if I don't want to take the shimahita somewhere because you know I'm afraid of the glass breaking. So that's nice, and that's what uh, we're using tonight is to to uh, contain our water yeah sorry about that a uh, little oh, side tangent <laughs> and clark's uh sipping on that good old yerb and uh so tell us tell us what you think clark what what are you tasting tasting some yerb some some sherba um you know this one's um well you know he, Steven was talking about how the color is similar to Rosamonte, but I feel like the flavor itself is very, very different. I agree. Um, you know, it has that classic Argentine bitterness that you would expect, but it has this really unique, like, sour tartness to it. Yes, um, I would agree on that as well. Very, very, um, I would, I guess you would call it full bodied. Not that it's like overpowering by any means. It's not like a Canarias, but it's definitely fills your mouth with a lot of flavor. <laughs> well, well, there's worse things to fill your mouth with. True. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I definitely agree. Um, it definitely has sort of like if you've ever drank a Paraguayan mate, not a Paraguayan terere, but a Paraguayan mate, and even to a lesser extent terere. Um, you know, Paraguayan terere, Paraguayan yerba is just sort of known for being sort of sour, um, a little bit of astringent. Um, and yeah, I, I, I think that is sort of its sort of defining factor. Um, that kind of sourness. Um, in that sort of respect, it actually kind of reminds me of Guayaquil original. Um, 
Whereas yeah. I feel like Guayaki original, the sourness was kind of more in the front and sort of kind of hit you at the beginning. Whereas Nobleza Gaucha, it sort of it's sort of, a, a, it sort of it sort of sneaks in at the end. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So yeah, that's kind of an interesting um, little comparison there to a to a year we just talked about not too long ago. Um, I personally uh, have sort of a you know nostalgic connection to this. Um, Sherba, I think I, we've discussed it in a previous episode, but um, when I'm, I did a study abroad in Spain, um, lived just outside of Madrid, Madrid, um, <laughs> uh, and I, I brought about a kilo of shimahong with me, and that was it. Um, and so, you know, that was probably enough to get me through about one month. <laughs> so I, I needed to find a, uh, a, a source and luckily, um, very, very quickly, um, I discovered the little kind of market in the neighborhood carried mate, carried sherba, and the brand that they carried was Nobleza Gaucha. Um, and at that point, I'd never had Nobleza Gaucha. I actually tried it for the first time in Spain. Um, and at that point in my mate journey, I, I, you know, I, I was still a little cooler toward Argentine sherba. I still, you know, wasn't digging it super much. I, I definitely like... Um, Argentine stuff a lot better now than I did, you know, gosh, this was probably almost three years ago, maybe two years ago. No. Yeah. Like almost three years ago that, that this was, sorry, they just, it feels like it wasn't that long ago. Um, but yeah, so I, 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 you know, kind of by, by necessity, by force of, of that's all I had, I sort of got into Nobleza Gaucha, um, and that was, I drank a lot of Nobleza Gaucha because, you know, the Shimahon didn't last very long and I was there a whole semester. And I did eventually go to, you know, we traveled all around Spain. We did find some other markets and um, I did end up finding a place where I could buy Canarias and Curupi and all kinds of stuff. Um, but interesting enough, um, I paid two, uh, that's weird, uh, 2.69 euros or two euros and 69 cents. I don't know what the what the what the like um what the the cent the, oh the gosh what? I can't even remember what that word is like not the not denominations that's what it is I, uh, I I don't I don't remember what the denominations are for euros um but yeah for so for for five hundred grams I spent two point six nine which I don't um hey Siri how many dollars is two point six nine euros the answer is three dollars oh. So I paid exactly $3. I mean, this was like three years ago, so who knows what the currency back then was worth. Um, but yeah, so I paid about 3 bucks for that's 500 grams really of, good. of Nobleza Gaucha. Um, now I'm curious um, what, it is, what she'll say, what Siri, if, if I can get Siri to say um, what the denominations are. Um, hey Siri, how many euros is $3? It's two euros and 69 cents. Okay, so it is cents. Oh. So that is good to know. Um, oh, yeah, that's I, that's right, because I, I remember in uh, in Spain, um, yeah, they, they said centimos, which is cents, which is interesting because, you know, most times when you learn Spanish, cents is centavos, but in Spain it's centimos, so, huh. which is like centimos. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if that's the same in uh, Portugal. Yeah, it is. Okay. They say they don't say centavos in Portugal. Um, they say whatever, whatever I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Um, but yeah, so that that's sort of my 
my kind of nostalgic um, take on uh, Nobleza Gaucha. Um, what about you, yeah. Clark? When was the first time you ever tried Nobleza Gaucha? Um, I was thinking about it earlier. I I want to say it was about two years ago. Um, <clears throat> I just played it. Play, I placed an order through Go Yerba Mate, and they sent me a sample of Nobleza Gaucha and. At the time, like, I was really digging La Tranquera, and then I tried Nobleza Gaucha, and I, I found it really similar. So I just kind of I went crazy, and I, I didn't go crazy. I just, um, after having the <laughs> sample, I, uh, I decided to buy a kilo for myself because I, I really liked it. I really enjoyed it because mm-hmm. it was, you know, I, I had already tried um, a lot of different brands, Cruz de Malta, uh, Rosa Monte Suave, Kraus, a few others, but but Nobleza Gaucha really really stood out to me at, at that point in time, and um, then like a I would say a year later, yeah, I got one of my roommates into mate, and he, I was like at the end of my kilo of. Nobleza, so I went ahead and got him a kilo because I was like, hey, if if he really likes it, then I'll get him some. And that was actually like the last time I've I've had it. Um, that's a lie. I have had the Simpalo since then. Mm. Didn't like it, <laughs> but uh, well, we'll talk about that another day. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, no, I I, uh, I remember it was just like one of those. It was like the second Argentine mate that really stood out to me. And, you know, it's because of that unique, like, sour tart astringency (laughs) that's that's in the Yerba. Awesome. Yeah, and honestly, this is probably the first time I've drunk it since coming home from Spain. I I don't know. I I mean, I kind of sort of had to love it in Spain and then came home and sort of moved on. But it it does, you know, always kind of hold a special place in my heart. But it's good. Um... For me, I don't know if I would ever drink it like regularly. Um, it it it's good. It's just I don't know. I try to I don't know. I I was about to say I try not to keep too many sherbas in rotation, but if you go into my pantry, I have like probably fifteen different brands <laughs> open. Yeah, spoke too soon. So that's man. really not a not an excuse. I don't know. I don't know. I guess I guess I could probably you know this could be something that I keep in rotation, but I don't know. It just I just haven't. I just haven't for some reason. That's not a mark against it. That's just me being weird. Um, going going, <laughs> going back to the taste, though, uh, it definitely has sort of a, almost like a woodiness to it. Yeah. Um, kind of just like a, it has, if I, if I had to describe kind of the most, like the principal, you know, notes, flavor words, <laughs> um, I would say, you know, it's kind of got that little bit of like sort of a lemony astringency. It's nice. It's not, you know, super out there, but it's it's a it's a pretty smooth astringency. Um, you know, as as smooth as being sour can be. Um, but also has a very kind of woody head to it. Um, and yeah, you might like that. You might not. Um, but I think that's sort of a sort of an interesting um, sort of thing of note for Nolesa Gaucha. Something else that I noticed while drinking it. I actually enjoy it at a slightly lower temperature. Like what, what we're drinking it right now, if it was like five, 10 degrees cooler, 
it would be even better for me. Hmm. I, I don't I don't know why. It's just like that's how I how I was drinking it before and that's how I, I enjoyed mostly enjoy my Argentine mates. A little yeah. bit cooler just because they are you know, bitter and sour and so I I feel like when it's not when the water's not as hot, it doesn't bring out so much of that bitterness. Right. And you kind of like I don't know. I feel like there's a little bit a few more flavors come out. Um, but no, it's you still get like the you know most of what's going on with this with this jerba. Right. Um. That's interesting. Well. So. I mean, we've we've sort we sort of know that you just in general prefer a slightly lower I, yeah, temperature. I do for for hot mate. Yeah. Um. Because for me, when things are very bitter, so like for Uruguayan, I actually tend to drink them hotter <laughs> than I would <laughs> an Argentine. Because for me, if it's like, if that that bitterness, if it's like sort of lukewarm, it's just really disgusting to me. Yeah, no. <laughs> so like, I, 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 I tend to err on the side of much hotter. Like I will drink Canarias at like minimum like 75 degrees Celsius, like maybe closer to like 80 um okay. and like just kind of sip it slowly um just so that it doesn't cool down and become disgusting yeah no and i, totally. I and and you know our argentine for to a lesser extent because you know argentine isn't, n- isn't nearly as, as, isn't as in your face as as you know uruguayan canarias those types of things so yeah, yeah. but I, I i can see um how you could you would want you might appreciate this a little cooler um and i don't even think we're drinking it that hot i think i warmed up the temperature the water to just about 74 74 73 interesting okay so i'd like it more like a 70 or a 68 yeah i don't think there's a single mate that i drink below 70 70 is like the the coolest i will go i guess i need to like measure the yeah use a thermometer and it'll be interesting to see what the temperature actually is you might think it's like 65 and you may be surprised (laughs) yeah yeah i mean like I guess when I drink mate, like I drink it and, you know, it's mostly by myself when I'm at work. Right. So I like take times between drinking, mm-hmm. dr- between refills. And so here, like we're filling it up back and forth and the the, the the gourd is really like heating up from the water. Right. So that could play a part as well. Yeah, so, that's true. Yeah. Well, yeah, since we're, we're going back and forth pretty quickly, um, you know, we're not really letting the gourd cool down, which to me is sort of an egregious sin. Um, I hate it. I hate it when the gourd and the the, the sherba therein reaches sort of room temperature. You know, obviously yeah. cooling down in the in the case of mate, and then warming up in the case of terere. Um, like in the in the I think it was last episode, right? Yeah, where we t- I talked about how I like to use the yeti cup for terere, just because it keeps the 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 jerba cool. If I have to go to a meeting at work or something, because I, I was using you know normal guampas at work. And then I would drink, I would drink, and I had to go like an hour demo meeting or something, and I'd come back, and I was like, I don't even want to drink this because I know the first one's going to be lukewarm. <laughs> and like lukewarm terere is awful. Ugh. Lukewarm mate, similarly awful in my opinion. Make so a yeah. good point. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's just me. But uh, I don't know. I, I think I like the temperature that we're drinking at it, drinking it at right now. No, yeah, it's not bad. It's not my preference. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. No, I hear you. It's a matter of personal preference. Yeah, there's some people that uh that really kind of go crazy with the water temperatures. And I typically don't. I honestly like. I'll go like for Shimahong. I usually stop it at right around seventy to seventy three. 
For Argentine, usually around that, 73, usually. And then for Uruguayan, like I said, just kind of kick it up just a few extra degrees just for safety's sake. But, like, I know there's some people who, like, dial it in when they're like, oh, my gosh, like, cross organic, I have to have it at 68 degrees. Rosamonte Especial, I have to have it at 72 degrees. When I drink, you know, uh, this, that, and the other, I have to have it at this. And they, like, literally, like, every single different sherba, they drink it at a specific temperature. And I'm not that crazy. <laughs> I I would go insane. I feel like because I don't, ha- I have limited resources. Like I don't, I don't have two hundred dollars to spend on an electric kettle that uh, measures the the temperature down to you know by like a oh I don't have of like two degrees. I like, don't have I, a, I don't have I don't, a two hundred dollar electric kettle. I have no. a I have a ten dollar electric kettle and a twenty dollar probe thermometer. Yes. So that's I what need, I do. I need to find out where to find one of those because Amazon's your friend. Okay. Okay. I, I mean, or even just go to like probably Bed Bath and Beyond. I just have the kind of probe thermometer that you usually use for like when you make a roast because it has oh. the, the it has like the metal probe that you put in the meat and then has a long silicone coated wire so that you can have like the electronics outside of the oven so that you can see the temperature of the meat right without having to open the oven. That's what I use. Yeah. So I, I found those at the at, you know a few different stores, but it always says like don't don't put them in water. Oh, the temp- yeah. I mean, but if you use it, and I've, you don't have a I've problem, been I've been using mine for years and years. I don't know why. Huh? You would not be able to use it in water. Interesting. Okay, imagine just re- disregard those safety warnings. Uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, maybe I should reconsider. But I don't know. I I use it. It's been fine. I use it for everything. All right. I don't know. I, maybe it's bad, but I sort of use it when I when I drink mate. It's sort of my deep clean for that. <laughs> Little uh, wash all the meat juice off of it in the mate water, right? Mm, delicious. I, I'm just kidding. I don't actually do that. Meat that would meat be gross. mate water. That, that actually might not be the worst thing because meat pairs pretty well with mate. Yeah. Which is the funny thing. Like I remember on like a Facebook group, like someone commented like, "Hey, have you guys like noticed that like drinking mate is like made you one with like the universe and made you want to eat less meat?" I'm like, "No, actually, I want to eat more meat. Drinking mate makes me want to eat shuhasco or asado every day." Yeah, sorry, we're not hippie like people. Yeah, and that's fine if you if you are, but uh, yeah, mate just makes me want to eat meat. Sorry. Just the two flavors that go really well together. And just, you know, living in Brazil, that's... Shuhasku Shimahong. That's what they do. Shuhasku Shimahong. I mean, it's like, it's alliteration, you know. The language wants you to do it. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, if live your life. Do whatever you want. I'm not going to stop you. Unless I do. <laughs> so, any other things you want to say about Nobleza Gaucha? Nope. I don't think so. Yeah. I, I'd recommend it for sure. Yeah. It's, it's a good one. Pretty commonly found. Um, if uh, if you didn't know, the name stands for nobility of, you know, or gaucho nobi- nobility, right? Yeah. Nobleza gaucha. So, you know, gaucho sort of like, you know, the, the idea of South American cowboy. And then nobility, you know, being noble. That's what it is. It's kind of a... Trying to represent that spirit of, you know, the nobleness of the, the South American cowboys. Um, Blue Package is what we're drinking today. Um, produced by Molinos. Same company behind Cruz de Malta. And a whole bunch of pasta <laughs> and sugar <laughs> and, like, beans. Um, so maybe, you know, maybe if you just wanted to have Molinos night. Where you 
you know, made some Molinos pasta and you wash it down with some Noblesa Gaucha. I'm sure they would be much appreciative. <laughs> I don't think you can get Molinos pasta in the United <laughs> States, though. I have, I've not seen it. If you make a trip down to Argentina. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you can make have, that work. You can have like a whole Molinos party. It's like, hey, guys, we're going to have a Molinos party. You know, we're going to eat Molinos pasta. We're going to drink juice made of Molino sugar. We're going to drink mate made by Molinos. Yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be a gay old time. <laughs> Anything else you want to say? No, I'm good. <laughs> All right. Well um as always you know leave us uh leave us a an email shoot us an email <laughs> is what i'm trying to say at uh, mate guys at gmail.com show notes um at mate guys.com uh i will post the link to jack's blog post thank you again jack um and we'll see you next time later